Welcome to Just Talk with Justine, a podcast for breast cancer survivors and supporters. Just Talk with Justine is a platform where breast cancer survivors can share their journeys. If we can help just one person who's listening today, we've accomplished our goal. Well, hello, everyone. Today, I have a very special guest. She lives in Orlando, Florida, and is married. And she is thankful for her amazing husband. She says he's one of the good ones. She is a Christian, a grandmother, and loves spending her time with her family. Her hobbies include dragon boating, of course, kayaking, walking, and loves to be challenged physically. She is not only a survivor, but a true thriver. Please welcome my warrior sister, Beth Schumacher, to my show today. Did I pronounce that wrong? It's A-OK. How either do, way, how either do you way. pronounce it? It's Schumacher. Schumacher. Okay, I've learned to listen to. I, listen to most. I, I know. I have a. I have a long <laughs> last name too, so I get it. And I, hi Beth. I thank you so much for being here today. It's really. It's my pleasure, Justine. This has been so awesome that you're here. So we're going to start off a little bit about your breast cancer journey. Okay. Okay. So you were diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer, correct? I was. So can you share a little bit with me how you felt when you heard those words that you have triple negative breast cancer? Well, I'll actually have to back you up a bit. I didn't hear the words triple negative breast cancer for years later when um, I was kind of let go um, from seeing um, my oncologist. And when I questioned something, they said, well, you probably should be back here since you were triple negative. And I went, oh, my, my remembrance is hearing someone had that. That was pretty severe. I knew it was aggressive. And when I was diagnosed in 2005, um, I felt like I hit a wall and um, Glenn was with me and uh, we picked ourselves up and started moving forward with what we needed to do. But I did not know that I had that. I knew I had an aggressive form, but I did not know the label on it. So you didn't know that label of triple negative breast cancer until you were ready. Years to, later. Years later. Mm-hmm. So when you went through surgeries and chemo and all that, all that fun stuff, you, what did yeah. you think you had? I just knew I had an aggressive form and that it needed to come out and we needed to go ahead with oh. surgeries and chemos and everything. So I didn't, you know, new wow. to the breast cancer world. No one knows anything. I wonder if that made you, that might have changed your mindset a little bit, not knowing. You know what? I I truly believe that it whatever needed to happen, needed to happen. Right. All I knew it was negative, We or that it was aggressive. We were going to go focus on what we needed to do. We were going to get through it. I felt an immediate sense of God hugging on to me right. and my family surrounding me. And everybody kind of found their place. And I had 100% trust in wow. the oncologist, surgeon, and uh, everybody else who was in my so it sounds like you had a wonderful support system. I, I Besides did. God up above, you had thankful. your family and yeah. everyone was super supportive. Yeah. So so tell me, Beth, what, what treatments did you have, if you don't mind me asking? No, not at all. Um, I opted for a double mastectomy. I had um, was told definitely on the first one to have that removed. And based on what it was and the likeliness of possibly coming back and having to deal with all this again. Um, we always put it back into the doctors and what would you do or what would you do if it was your mom or your daughter? Mm-hmm. And, exactly. And, you know, and um, to be honest with you, after 
40, 30 some years of marriage and kids, I was at a good place in terms of that not being something that I was worried about or being right. part of my body. It was at that point, I think there was a sign about, um, yes, these are fake. The real ones tried to kill me. It's kind of a funny <laughs> yeah, sign we yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. But in, eff- in all effort, you know, all and that reality, was in 2005? In 2005. So I did. I went ahead in 2006. That was the end of 2005, a couple of days before Christmas was the diagnosis. And then the treatment started in January. Okay. So, so back in 2005, because when I was diagnosed, obviously it was way a long time ago, but they didn't even talk about doubles back then. Like, you know, yeah. I had a transplant only on my right side. So I went years later with one and one, you know, and I think that's fantastic. Because I, I think right now everybody does, recommends a double. Do you Based know what on I mean? What, absolutely. If if you have had one removed, I think the whole idea of, well, you know, exactly between down the down the road and just the, you know, in your mindset. And if it was aggressive, why do I need to have to worry about this? So. So you had yeah. chemo? I did. I had chemo and had the red devil chemo, which I found out. You know, sometimes you hear people say something what they didn't red? mean to. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's probably the most um, aggressive form of chemo. It, mm-hmm. it actually is red. So, oh, really? yeah. So when you, oh my God, so re- it, it exits your body in red and everything wow. else too. But yeah, I never heard that. Yeah. I think it's, um, I, I remember the drugs, there was adromycin and cytosin. So there was a combo of them. Okay. Cytosin, and those were yeah. the ones. Cyto- and okay. I recommend, I, re- I remember that because my husband, Brian, when he just recently, he had cytosin in his mix of meds, you know, of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He did. <laughs> he did. That's the only reason yeah. I know that. I know that. So. That treatment that you had, so you, how long, do you remember how many chemo treatments you had? I actually only had four because we opted for the mastectomy. So I had four and it was every three weeks. Okay. And did you have so any side effects? I had, I was mostly tired. I had them done on a Thursday afternoon so that I could get mostly through work on Friday. And then I had the weekend to, to rest. rest. And, and at that time, it. it was the beginning of the year. We had a hammock out back under a shade tree and I took my pillow, my paper. And you just, you know, I went to church and that day and then came home and just relaxed and took naps, you know. Did you lose your hair? I definitely lost my hair. Oh yeah. my God, you must have been beautiful. I, it was, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, you know, I don't know why that that one gets us more than actually maybe losing. Yes. I know, think so because gesture. it's outside. It's, you people can see it. Exactly. You know, as much as you have good wigs and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I had a, group of friends that had a very awesome hairdresser that I've had for years and went down and uh, we had a pizza party, had my girls there and tried to make it as light as possible because it, it was a side effect. It wasn't the cancer. You know what I mean? It was a side effect of the cure. Sure. So looking at it that way. And then I picked out two wigs, one to go out on date nights with, with a blonde and one that was, <laughs> oh, you was blonde. her name was Meg. Yeah. Oh my God. And then the other one was one that looked like my hair, and then the hairdresser made sure it looked like my hair. So, because I was in outside sales, I could go in and uh-huh. not, you know, I didn't really, when I was at work, I didn't really want to have to explain it yeah, and yeah. talk about it. Um, if needed to help somebody, I would, but yeah. you, know, you want normalcy. Yeah, so you do. Normalcy. You do. There's so many doctor visits, so that. many scans, so many, you know, blood, so much blood work that anything you can grab onto that's normal is so super comfortable. welcome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. So how, so how was this discovered? How was this breast cancer discovered by a mammogram? Were you self-examining? 
actually, um, Glenn and I went to bed one night and he leaned over to say goodnight. And he said, well, what is that? I never had a large chest, which I think I'm thankful for because that may not have been discovered right away. And being aggressive, that probably wouldn't have been, you know, a good diagnosis. Uh And I said, I don't know. So the next day I, you know, we didn't sleep that night. We cried. Oh, you worried. We cried. We worried. It was new. It was hard. You know, when the, when they say what to look for, it had all the wrong signs, right. uh, you know, for a cancer. Um, then went in and had, the, had them look at it and all. 46. Okay. So it's pretty, yeah. it's really young. It really. is, but it, 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 everyone I seem to talk to is in their mid 40, early 40s, 43, 46, yeah. that whole age range. You know, it, it, it's crazy because no one wants to hear a diagnosis of anything like that. And. It's, it can be debilitating to some people, you know, I mean, it, it, it definitely can be. And you just have to be surrounded with the right. You have to be surrounded by love, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, because without love, I mean, I, you know, I recently talked to someone and they didn't have any, any support system to oh, get them so through. Hard. I can't imagine how sad and the comfort that we get from our loved ones is so important in our recovery. Absolutely. You know, it's yeah. so important in our recovery. Absolutely. And someone to, to reassure you that You're they're there. All right. yeah. And, and they're... you know, another thing that was important, and I, not everybody has it, is good health insurance. Because if you have to focus on how to pay for it, I remember looking at some of the bills over a couple hundred thousand was just part of the chemo. I'm like, how in the world would someone do that they would really need to have? I know, uh, I know. You know, a lifetime full of payments or, or good insurance or some kind of a financial angel. It is a financial angel. Absolutely. It's huge. It is huge. Not having to worry about that is takes a lot of relief where you can focus on definitely. You know, being less stressed. Definitely. Definitely. So when your diagnosis was discovered, did did you did you begin to journal or did you make notes or did you keep anything that helped you? I you know what, Justine, I didn't. And I, when I say I felt like I, when I, when we prayed about it and when we got surrounded by the love, I just, I felt like what I had to get through on the journey. And to be honest with you, writing down all the notes and all that, it wasn't, it's not really who I am. I got people that gave me journals. Yeah, it's a little little overwhelming, right? It is. And I, you know, and who's going to read these and do I really want to remember? And, you know, God gives you a really great sense of Memory loss. Uh, you know, we talked about that on some that occasions because so when you true. ask for details, you're like, "I did you do that?" And I go, "You know, I don't remember." And maybe that's kind of good that I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, it I mean, wasn't me to journal. If that's helpful and healing to others, then I think that's a good idea. But yes. I, I did not. Yeah, I, I, did I didn't either. I didn't either. So let's let's get on a light side now. So you have been um, in remission for how long now? Since uh, since 2006, so six, you had the years. year of 2006, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So 15, 16 years. Wow. And you yeah. are such a thriver, which I just love because, you know, we don't always have to be just a survivor. We have to be thrivers. You know, and I know that everyone, women are in different stages of breast cancer, some more severe than others, and certain women take their treatments in a different, um, in a different way. 
So I always try to see my, my glass half full. And I think you do the same. I think you do the same. And it's, it makes life easier that way. And you know what? You can, when you focus on the not so good, I think it takes away from what is actually good. And I think attitude is so important for so many reasons, but especially something like this, if you, the woe is me and stuff, and, and however people need to get through, I'm not certainly not knocking anybody, however they had to get through it. If lots of tears was part of it, you know, then that needed to be part of it or seeing somebody for help outside, whatever you need to do, but different personalities take on different things, which is why I think um, when the dragon boating came up with it, it was like, wow. Yeah. You know, just wow. Literally. You know, wow. Something new, something challenging and a different way to appreciate life. And I definitely want to talk about that. Okay. I'm going to, I definitely want to talk about how you, how you came about finding wow. But before we do that, I, I, do you ever worry in your mind? I probably not the way after, from what I can hear your positive attitude. Do you ever worry about reoccurrence? You know, I think at the beginning I did because if you had a headache or if you had, I had a couple of real good friends. One of them was Lynn, who you'll be talking with later um, from our church. She was, I only knew her because of that. Um, So you have supportive friends and people that you can ask questions to. But early on, if you got something like you had a cramp in your leg or you had a headache for a few days, your mind would go, oh my God, what is that? You know, is this related? Did they get it all? So I think. More so at the beginning part um, than now. I guess if I think a lot about it and, and go back to the type that it was and all, like you could get focused on it. But we are so well watched as breast cancer survivors. If you have something um, at all going on, they'll x-ray it or they'll do this. They'll, they'll, they'll get we you are in there. so well taken care of, at least through where I'm at. And I'm pretty sure everybody is through their oncologist. If mm-hmm. you have something that's continual, they set you in. So, and you had all your treatment here in Orlando? I did. At yeah. ORMC? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I have gotten all mine done at Advent Health, but I truly love ORMC. They're awesome. After, after going through my husband's diagnosis with his non-Hodgkin's, I found them to be extremely, extremely thorough and really professional, yeah. really welcoming and warm people over there. And they I didn't, are. They just, they have a gift. I just didn't know. For being kind and. Yeah. And so is Advent Health. But I think I saw it from. They do. Yeah. Yeah, We're so lucky here in Orlando. I think we're pretty fortunate to have that support that. Either. Those doctors. Hospitals. Absolutely. So do you do you find that after your uh, journey with this breast cancer that you ate differently? Did you. (laughs) Did you change Um, your diet? Well, I laugh because I. I. Glenn always laughs because I can justify something because if I eat this way and you're careful this way, then I can enjoy some of the other things right. that are probably not so healthy. I didn't go on to a big kick, but I tried to be careful. And I remember sugars being something they talked about. So I tried not to be so sugar. You know, I, I could eat a bag of peanut M&Ms and put everybody oh to shame. God, you know, know, I just, just something. So I, I try to, I can't say I'm always good, good. at that. But, um, good. You're, you're human. Yeah. Thank gosh. Yeah. And do you think has has COVID changed anything in your life? I think it, it sent. I think it's kind of like anything else, a challenge that you go through. It takes you back to what's important and the basics. And I also think it teaches you to slow down because you were forced to slow down. You know, so we are. I come from well, Glenn's side of the family is very large. 
we have a lot of people over at the house on, and I love it. I, yeah, I love so it. Awesome. I thrive on it. But at these times, it shrunk us down to just our family. Right. And we had, I think, more time to help each other on different things or to, I don't know, it, t- it definitely taught, taught me to slow down. And I needed to do that because yeah. I get, get pretty busy. And You do. You forget. <clears throat> yeah. You and forget spread yourself then, as I know you know. How valuable your yeah. family is. I, so. I, I know. I know. So, okay. So how long after did you find Warriors on Water and Breast Cancer that they were related? And how did you find that team? There was um, Women Playing for Time. I should have asked you if I could mention anything like that. You most um, certainly can. Linda Kennedy um, was, I got to meet her through the whole journey, through um, Orlando Health, which was um, MD Anderson at the time. And she said, hey, we're going to do a crew boat of breast cancer survivors. I'd like you to join. I'm like, I had a daughter who did it for four years and another daughter died. A crew, it's a crew, as in real crew. The ones we see yeah, on, yeah, Lake on the it's lake. It's beautiful. So we trained for four or five weeks or something like that and did that and that was fun just a race then she came up and said hey we want to sponsor what they call a dragon boat what do you think and then comes robin and trisha daniels and the whole group that um, fought to get something or not fought but had the desire and saw the helpfulness and what it would bring to Central Florida. So that was, I got in on the starts on that. We worked at the Hard Rock Hotel in a in a room not bigger than what we're in right now on benches and made our own poles. In and the hotel? Hadn't even got, hadn't, yes, in the, excuse me, I'm sorry, in their corporate offices. Gotcha. Um, in a boardroom. So we never even saw what a shell was. We knew oh they were bringing God. it here. It was probably going to be something really exciting. And we we were all brand new, and it just yeah, how exciting uh, was, that must have been! It was very it's so exciting much times. fun. Yeah, it was a few months before we got down to Tampa and actually saw what it looked like. We would sit on the side of my pool, uh-huh. and my father-in-law would live in those pictures. My father-in-law looked at next door would say, "It looks like the pool just moved over to our backyard." So it's just <laughs> it was a lot. It it was a you know just learning together. I think that whole thing and just learning it was it's been a such a, a camaraderie it is, isn't it? And so valuable resource to have each other to talk yeah. to. And you know, with my kids, it was like, "Mom's when you're when's your race?" I'm like, "You don't have to go." But for years, you said it. Oh you know, God. you were sitting on the sidelines and basketball and volleyball and and our crew regatta. So it was it was it was a lot of fun. It, it still is. Yes, and anyone listening today, I encourage you. No matter where you live, there is a dragon boat team. I'm sure in your area. No matter where you live, look for a support system of any kind. Mm-hmm. But we, as, as as dragon boaters, were very partial to that. And I recommend it so highly because it has brought so much joy to my life and to many that have, that have come and go on our team. And um, Absolutely. And there's a season. You know, we've been through a, quite a few different people for the reason that it fits into their life for this season. Right. And then they, what they gain with it, they take with them. And then new ones come in. And there's still some that have been there from good the beginning. Good point. Good so, point. Yeah. I like that. You know? I like that. Right. Because sometimes I feel so bad that we don't have some of the same original people and that's, that form the team. But yet it's, it's, it's wonderful, you know, yeah. when we're all there together. And hopefully someday when COVID is over, we'll have a nice big full boat again. 
that would be that would be awesome. That would be awesome. And people need to remember. I we've had a couple of friends that have been diagnosed. And I can't do that. I encourage anybody, no matter what you've done or what you haven't done, in terms of athletic or movement or anything like that. Just just come out and, and you do just it. sit on it. You'll and just be, sit on the boat. Yes, that's what I tell everybody. Just come out. Sit and, and watch. Not us. have to be a star athlete. In fact, I I would almost prefer if you didn't. It's a it's a team thing, you know. Right. The team will carry you exactly. in whatever way. It's very it's... indicative of the journey of cancer. So absolutely, absolutely. Well, so let me ask you another question. Before we close this uh, wonderful session up today, what would you tell somebody who's newly diagnosed and listening to us today? that is scared and concerned and confused, what would you tell them? What recommendations from your journey would you share? Well, being um, a Christian, I would say to find your support system, but I would, you know, pray. And um, I I was amazed at, I, I had a friend who had this happen too, and she said, how did you move forward? I knew that I was covered with good people that included God and family and good friends that had been through it before it for me. And then I also knew I would, I would be given what I needed to get through everything. And knowing that the journey went, your, your, your journey, faith, you could your get faith carried you. Yeah. Yes. And, and people supporting you, you will get through what you need to get through. And God will, you know, God will be there. Your family will be there. Friends, reach out to anybody. It could be people you don't even know yeah. um, that have been put in your way. But, you know, you'll, you will get through it and life will never be the same in a really good way. In a really good way. Like lots that. of, lots of silver linings, right? Absolutely. And I say that so many all the time. There's a reason. There is a reason that we yeah. were given this journey. Good, bad, or indifferent, but it has enlightened my life. It has enlightened my life, and I don't want to say it's a good thing, but to me, it was a blessing. It it, was a blessing. It is. The look back on things, uh, just it it just teaches you so many things. Um, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. No, but if anybody has to go through it, you know, be surrounded by by people who love you and and if you can't do that, please go find a uh, counselor to talk to. Make mm-hmm. sure and make sure you do your breast exams. Make sure you get your mammogram and make sure you follow up on everything that you do. Pay attention. Pay to your attention body. to your body. Know your body because no one else will know it better than you. Absolutely. Well, my pink warrior sisters, Pinky Yay. Square, and I thank, thank you and love you so Thanks, much. Beth. I love you too. You this have is you. This is you so have the cool. uh, perfect personality for podcasts and. Well, All the different I, things of reaching I, out to the media. Um, I just love hearing your journey. And, you know, someone's going to hear this. And they are going to be thanking us someday. And they're going to say, I was listening to Beth. And she told me to pray. And that's what I did. So you'll on get, that you'll note, get through it. thank Amen. you so much for listening Thanks, to Just Talk with Justine. You can find my podcast anywhere podcasts are, are listed. I was just on iHeartRadio. So thank you again. Get those breast exams. Go get a mammogram and do yourself tests. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Just Talk with Justine. If you like what you've heard, 
please rate, comment, and subscribe. We love talking to breast cancer fighters and survivors. If you have any questions, you can email me at justine at justtalkwithjustine.com.